0: Okay, welcome back to our T1D Mom Support Group call. This is call number two. If you missed last week, it was the introduction to what these calls are going to be like. And so make sure you watch that one because that has an overview of the vision. And, um, And I like to start right on time. So I am here all by myself again today. So if you're watching these recordings and you can come live, then please do because of course it's more fun the more participation we have. A support group call to have us supporting each other needs to have us here right but this is only the second call out of many hundreds to come so um we're just starting where we start and it's totally fine and we're going to pick up momentum and we're going to get more people here to support each other and in the meantime if you're working during the live call these replays are still going to be very valuable because I will be teaching concepts that you can work on on your own and things like that. And then whenever you can make it live to get the support live with each other, that's great too. So um, I like to start right on time, whether there's anybody here or not. So here we go. I'll start with the teaching then. (laughs) Um, In the intro call last week, I kind of went through some of the exercises that we might be doing, which I'm not going to do just with myself. So if we, when we get some more people on these calls, then we'll do more of that. But if it's just teaching and you're listening on the replay, then teaching is super fun to listen to anytime. So the very first tool I want to teach you today is what I just did. (laughs) I'm going to teach you a tool called breathing. Okay. We all know about breathing. We all do it all day long, right? Our bodies come equipped with the most important, the most powerful tool In fact, most of the tools, (laughs) our bodies come equipped with it, but we just need to train our bodies on how to use them more effectively or most effectively or in the moment or whatever. So today we're talking about breathing because, you know, the old adage that you got to put on your own oxygen mask first. So you're on a plane and if you've flown before, you're super bored during this part because you're like, yeah, 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 I've heard this a million times. But what is it they're telling you? that you have to put on your own oxygen mask and then secure the oxygen mask of your littles. Why? Why do they say that? If you were here, we would make this interactive. You could put it in the chat. You could unmute yourself and tell me. (laughs) Um, So in the future, some of these teaching parts of the calls are going to be more interactive like that. But if you're watching the recording, just think about it. Why do we put on our own oxygen mask first? It's just an obvious question. Because if we're dead, how are we going to help them stay alive, right? (laughs) Essentially, right? That's the bottom line. I'm telling you, it does not only apply on an airplane that has lost cabin pressure. It applies every stinking day. If we're dead, how are we going to keep them alive, right? We're so worried about our diabetic kid. We're so worried about their blood. We're so worried about their highs and their lows and keeping them alive. Like We literally, it's life or death every second. Is how our brains catastrophize it because we're like, oh no, because it really is. So is losing cabin pressure in an airplane. And what are you supposed to do? You have to put on your own mask first. If you can't breathe, they can't breathe. Okay. And it is the same for you every single day and night of yours and your child's life. Okay. We have to take care of ourselves. That's why we're doing this call just 30 minutes a week to take care of ourselves is not enough. We need to take care of ourselves all day and all night as we're also taking care of our children, especially as we're taking extra care of our diabetic children, right? And so we literally need oxygen, which you get from breathing, okay? So it's not only if the cabin pressure has gone down, but always our bodies need oxygen to function. Our brains need oxygen to function. And our brain is in charge of all of the other functions of our body, including emotional functions, including spiritual functions. All of the functions of this human body that we've been given need oxygen. (laughs) We need to breathe in order for all of the other functions to work. Okay. So. That's why breath is number one. It is a very, very awesome tool. Sorry, I looked at my phone, got distracted. Let me flip that over. Um, because our bodies know that we need it, and it, and our bodies do it unconsciously, and we can con- consciously to take care of our breaths too. So, um, when you're feeling feelings you can tell your breath is affected, right? When you're doing physical things, you can tell that your breath is affected. And so um, breathing is a really important part of our bodies. I don't know how much more I can emphasize that. So we literally need this oxygen. We need to breathe always. And then let's get intentional about our breathing also to help us maximize this tool, okay? So in the heat of the moment, like uh, the monitor is beeping a low, Right? Maybe it wakes you up at night, and you freak out and you jump out of bed. And so the freak out and the jump out of bed after your body had actually finally calmed down and then is in like an, a sleep rhythm, and your breathing is in a sleep rhythm. Then all of a sudden something disturbs you, you jump up, and and then your breathing is affected, right? And so you're in panic mode. You're in fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode. We're gonna talk about this mode a lot <laughs> because we're in panic mode a lot, and it's not necessary a lot. It's probably necessary. Panic, full on real life panic mode is probably as useful as your, um, oh my gosh, why can I not think, glucagon shot, okay? So we're going to keep panic mode as a very important tool that you are going to need, just like you need your glucagon, but how often have you used your glucagon shot, right? So it is a useful tool, but our brains are overusing it. Okay, so we have got to figure out how to stay out of the red, red, red danger zone because it's not useful way up there, okay? And breathing is an important tool to bring it back down, okay? So it makes sense that especially if your diagnosis was really traumatic, it makes sense that your brain is wired to protect you and especially a traumatized brain is gonna be extra hypervigilant to protect you and to protect your kids because our brains are also wired to protect our kids, right? Mama bears, (laughs) So, um, so the threat of the beeping, you get into freak out mode, you jump up and then you remind yourself, okay. And with the tool of the breath, you can calm your nervous system back down. So as you're running to the monitor to see what it's telling you. You can breathe and you can remind yourself, okay, my doctor told me at the last visit, that's not an emergency until they've been low for how many hours and at what low and and maybe who knows where you have your alert set and all the things, right? But whatever it is, you got to tell yourself in your brain to calm down your body while you're doing the breaths. Amelia is here. Admit her in. All right. Um, Hold on, we're just going to wait for Amelia to come in. Maybe not. Maybe I'll keep going. Hello, Amelia. <laughs> this is so fun. Hold on, she's connecting to audio. Do you want to connect to audio and video? And I'm recording it so that people who can't come live or can watch the uh, replay. So if you want to participate, that's great. If you want to just listen, that's great. Whatever you want to do. So I was talking about breathing. So today's tool that we're learning about is breathing. So um, so we're using the example of you're asleep in bed. Your breath is finally like, at a, if you can finally get yourself to sleep and your body to calm down enough that you're in a sleeping pattern of breathing. And then all of a sudden, a, a, you know, your CGM monitor goes off and you panically wake up and freak out, then your breath changes, right? To panic freak out mode. And so we've got to figure out how to bring it back down, calm ourselves down with our thoughts, controlling our breaths to get our emotions back in check, to be able to handle the situation, right? Because a brain that's in panic mode and a, and a beeping monitor that's in panic mode is not going to handle the situation, maybe optimally. So for us to be at our very best, we have to be calm. And that is what I really want to help us all learn the skill of, which <laughs> me included, because I'm as human as anybody. And um, and we want to use these tools that our bodies come equipped with and our children's bodies come equipped with. They're maybe not equipped to produce insulin anymore, but they still are <laughs> equipped with a lot of things. And so are we and i was just i was just saying that um panic mode is as useful as our glucagon shot like it is useful and we do need it when we need it but we may overuse it <laughs> and so we want to retrain our brains because especially if if the actual process of the diagnosis was traumatizing for ourselves then it makes sense that we're going to get into panic mode more often but we've got to remember like we are the managers of our minds right? So these are all skills that we're going to learn on these calls. But today we're just learning about breathing because it's something you can do in the heat of the moment to calm your nervous system. Because the more we stay in fight or flight, the less prefrontal cortex we have. So your brain is kind of like this. This is how, um, of course, I can't remember their names when the record button is on. I have half of my brain function going, right? And if I can see that red dot, then my I'm in panic mode because I'm nervous. Anyway, um dan siegel the whole brain child the that set of books he explains the brain like this right so you have a lower brain your primal brain animals have it so they call it animalistic brain primal reptilian brain all the different things they call your lower brain which is like the reactive brain and that's like fear center and pleasure center it's all down there because it's just the um, just you know, everybody across the board, all the animals, they all have it. We have it too, but humans have a prefrontal cortex. That's like the higher brain people call it, which can calm down those, um, those knee jerk reaction instincts when we know how to use this higher brain, but we get hijacked when things like monitors go off in the middle of the night. And all of a sudden we flip our lid is what he calls it. And so, he explains this and like talking about toddlers and why they have tantrums all the time and things like that, because literally human brains, like the prefrontal cortex is not even fully developed till your twenties or something. So we're making all sorts of important decisions before we even have all that executive function. But the more we learn about the brain, the more we practice it, the more developed it can get. And, um, and that's what we need is executive function to be able to calculate numbers, to give the right doses, to, to even, you know, even if you're, um, your Omnipod, whatever, all of your technology is calculating the numbers for you. Like you still have to be (laughs) at least functioning enough to put the right numbers in for it to calculate the right numbers out. Right. All of the things, even just the buttons, like i sure. I'm not the only one who does this. but like when I'm in freak out mode, then I accidentally press the wrong button and I deactivate the pod. And I'm like, are you joking me? I just put that on this morning. I'm not going through all of that again this afternoon because the deactivate the pod button is way too easy to push. (laughs) And so when you've lost your mind, right, then it's hard to do anything. So we have got to learn how to keep our minds intact and the breath is the number one easiest way to calm our nervous system and put our brains back on check so i mean i've been teaching this moms long before i had diabetics and it's the same with anything we're losing our brain over because it's very easy <laughs> we're okay first of all there's mirror neurons going on in the brain so kids don't even have the executive function we're the adults here so we expect ourselves to be able to have impulse control and all the things but we don't even as adults. So we expect the kids to like, you guys just behave so that I can feel better so that I don't have to control myself. Why don't you just control yourself? Like the things we expect of our littles, right? And so, especially when like the diabetes and the stress and the worry and all of that on top of it, it's very hard to keep our brains intact. Okay. So, oh, mirror neurons, right? So the kids are freaking out. And, and you can see it so easily in a toddler, right? Like, why are you freaking out that you can't have the red cup? Or why are you stealing your sister's blocks? Or why are you throwing things? Like, what is this tantrum about? Obviously, you know, in, um, higher brain functioning, it doesn't make any sense. Right. But the lower brain is, is doing its thing. Right. And it's no big deal. We just have to remember, all of these things but in the heat of the moment we're not going to remember that's the whole point. And so in the heat of the moment the number one and only thing you have to remember to do is breathe. Okay? And then that act alone will slow down the nervous system, get you back to regulated and then help you with all the other things that you need to remember. Okay? Um all right. So breathing. So getting intentional about breathing, the other thing that's so fun about breathing is it gets us in touch with our heart center. I call it <laughs> some people call it. Um, so our heart, you know, I said like our brain is controlling everything. There's like brain science that makes it sound like the brain controls everything. Right. So we'll get into this on another day, but like your brain has thoughts, which trigger vibrations or, um, or hormones or whatever, different, um, way you can talk about it, but the brain triggers thoughts, which release a sensation into the body, which are called emotions, right? Feelings. So our feelings come from our thoughts. And so we're feeling freaked out because what we're thinking about the situation about that monitor going off. So, um, that's our brain, right? And there's lots of brain science. It's cognitive behavioral therapy that like your brain controls your feelings. Right. And we'll work a lot on that. There's another, heart science that's coming out that's really exciting because they even call it like your heart has a brain <laughs> and this is like woo, exciting because when you breathe it can kind of feel more centered right they talk about centered and the center of your body is your heart and your heart is pumping blood to the whole rest of your body so your all of your bodily functions are also coming from your heart right and technically like if your brain is controlling your heart then yeah it all comes from your brain but if it's like the synergistic um relationship between your brain and your heart it's just really exciting to delve into all of that like this is stuff I like to nerd out on so if no one else is here and giving me feedback then I'm just going to continue to nerd out on this stuff and you're if you're interested continue to listen to the replays if you want to come and like have some more interaction and we can make it more yours and what you need for support then come live and we'll talk so um because we lost Amelia today I don't know I know life actually it's chaotic so in and out is totally fine whatever you can do okay and i'll just try not to take it personally i'm sure it has nothing to do with me (laughs) but that again is what our brains do they're egocentric everything's about me i know that it's not though so i manage my brain i remind myself that amelia has things going on like diabetic kids and who knows what all else. so um okay heart center love your spirit. Okay. So I, I warned you <laughs> in the intro video that I, I like to get spiritual about this stuff too, because I am a very spiritual and religious. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. And I believe they help me make it through the day. And so as I'm sharing tools that help me make it through the day, I just want to share them all with you. So take whatever you want, leave whatever you don't want. It's all good. But I believe that we have a spirit, right? We have a body and a spirit that in this life, This mortal life, as we're mortal human beings, the spirit and the body have come together in order for us to learn and grow and progress. And so our spirit, like, as we're talking about, like the brain is controlling all the functions of the body. Maybe the heart is controlling the functions of the body. Where does the spirit come in there, right? So, because we know, like, when someone dies, it's just like a lump of body and nothing's controlling anything anymore. So what was controlling the body? I believe that's your spirit. Okay. And, and so the more I tap into my heart space, I feel like that is tapping into my spirit. And so maybe my mortal body is controlled by my brain, but I believe right now, who knows? I can change my mind at any time (laughs) that my spirit is, is my heart brain is my spirit controlling things. So anyway, it's just fun to geek out on that stuff. So if if I want my spirit to be running the show, I can feel it. Every time I breathe, I like get more centered and can feel my spirit taking over instead of like my chaotic brain that feels like where all the chaos, the stress, the worry, everything is all up there in my thoughts spinning, right? Do you know how that feels? Um, But then when I breathe and get back centered in my heart, it's a lot more calm, right? So that's one of our goals here is I want to feel more calm, confident, and connected. So those are the three C's. Those are the three emotions that we're going to try to tap into more. So today we're focused on calm. And the number one way to feel more calm, to get heart centered, get into our spirit is the breath. Okay. I'm sure not the first one who's figured this out. (laughs) Like maybe you do meditation, yoga, any sort of breath work, In fact, I have a really good coach friend of mine who's very into breathwork right now. So I told her once I start getting a lot of people on these calls, then she can come and do one of her breathwork sessions with all of us so we can do it live and do it together. So amazing what can be done with the breath. But the basic principle, like without leading a meditation or doing any yoga or one of these fancy breathwork sessions, it's like just breathe. All you have to do is to remember to breathe. Your body knows what to do with it. It just needs some more oxygen. And it's really cool all the different ways that people have learned how to breathe. Like if you're upset, then you make the inhale longer than the exhale. Or if you're like wound up, then you make that. It's like all the It's awesome. But we're not clearly delving into all of that in a 30-minute call. So we're going to just in general, just basic. The only thing you can remember when you flip your leg, just breathe. Just the pause. Love is one breath away. Okay. I know you love your kids fiercely. And like you're freaking out because you love them so much. You get frustrated and irritated and angry and irate, even and like livid and things like there's because we love them so much. It's the flip side of that emotion. Like you have to have both sides of the coin. Okay. And so breath is what's going to flip the coin back over for you. <laughs> like, you love them so much, you're worried about them so much. And that is where all the um, irritation, frustration is coming from. It's like, obviously, you don't want me to put on this Omnipod that click hurts. You're really scared. You're nervous. We get it. But we also want to keep you alive because we love you so much. And all of this mess of emotions and thoughts and feelings and all the things are happening all at once. Breathe. You have to have that life-giving breath to stay alive to keep them alive. I'm telling you, it's the most important thing. So calm your nervous system, get into your spirit. And then as we get into our spirits, like we're going to be doing breathing on these calls together. And what it helps us do is to remember who we are. I have a whole podcast about believing that you are a good mom I want all of you to listen to it. I want you to start believing that you are a good mom, because when I tap into my breath, when I get into my spirit, I know who I really am. And I know that I am good. God is good. He made me. He said it is very good when he was finished the creation with woman. (laughs) We are good. And (laughs) we have all these thoughts and feelings and actions, and it's all a big mess but who we are at our core, we are good. And when we can tap into that, then we can show up as who we actually are, okay? So you are love, you are patience, you are kindness, you are gentleness, you are all the things that is the mom you wanna be, you already are her. And it's tricky to tap into who she is when we're dealing with all this other stuff, okay? So when you believe that you are good, then you show up gooder, And you can prove to yourself that you are gooder by your actions. But I propose that your actions don't have anything to do with it. Okay. You just are good at who you are. You don't get bad because you did bad things. You just are good. And when you believe that it's so much easier to show up that way, because it's true, it's who you are and it's easier to live into who you are when you believe that. So all of that is a tangent that I go into every week, multiple times a week. (laughs) I'm producing podcasts about that because that really is the secret sauce. Okay, and so when we breathe and we get into our heart center, we know that we are kind and compassionate and loving and patient. We calm our nervous system. We know who we are and then we can show up that way for our kids. But when we're both dysregulated, the kids freaking out because they're scared. We're scared too. We hate putting on their pumps. We hate giving them shots. We hate everything about diabetes. <laughs> like we're super dysregulated and I'm super distracted because there's a really cool airplane driving by. Speaking of put on your oxygen mask. <laughs> I see planes during biology. They're really good. Look at it in the sky. You got to get your oxygen mask on. You've got to breathe. You have to regulate yourself. We want our kids to cooperate so that it's easier for us, but they're just kids. We're the adults here. We have the developed prefrontal cortex. We can do this. And the number one way to tap into any of that is self-compassion. So yes, we are the adult, but we don't need to use that to beat ourselves up. Like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this figured out? Why am I so mad all the time? Why am I losing my shits everywhere? Well, these poor kids, they don't deserve this. No, none of that. We'll have none of that in here. We're not beating ourselves up. We're not using these tools to use against ourselves. We're using them for us and for our kids. Okay. So yes, we are the adult. And yes, we've only been on the earth 40 years or however old you are. <laughs> like, and we've only known these tools for how long? Like how long ago did you learn about your prefrontal cortex and that it and and that it can control your lower brain? Is this a very first time you've ever heard that? Well, then why are you beating yourself up that you should have known? You didn't know, okay? We're just like our kids. When we know better, we can do better. Sometimes, and sometimes we won't. Our kids know how to read. That doesn't mean they want to read with us all the time. My son sure doesn't want to. That doesn't mean he can't do it. He just doesn't want to. Or he can't in that moment because his brain is hijacked okay same with us we have to have the self-compassion okay i can rant about that forever so i got five minutes left what are we doing today breathing you need your name i mean you need your brain to calculate numbers to work the tech to take care of what needs to take care of Breathe. Calm your nervous system and then take action. I'm telling you, if you can fit a pause in anywhere, everywhere. And you know what the bonus is that you're modeling it for your kids. We want our kids so bad to not be so anxious, not be so stressed, not be so worried. But hello, (laughs) when we're anxious and stressed and worried, that's what we're teaching them. We're teaching them that when we get mad, we freak out and we yell. We're teaching them that whatever. And then we're telling them, oh, no, no, you need to breathe. You need to calm down. Like, what is your problem? Calm down. Like, really, like their number one teacher is us. So I want to take care of you, mama. I want to help you put your oxygen mask on. I want to help you regulate so that the bonus of teaching them how to do it will just come naturally. Because when they see you freaking out and then pausing and taking a breath, guess what they're going to start doing? Not from you yelling at them, calm down, calm down. You're not calm either. So calm yourself, then it'll spread to your kids and the whole house and the whole world. Like we all just need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> okay. So I know it's life and death. I know it's a big deal. I know it's a forever diagnosis. I know all the thoughts that make you feel freaked out, but that's not helping you. Calm will help you. Okay. So today we're talking about calm. We will also talk about confidence. We are also talking about connection with our kids. So many fun tools to teach you about that. Drop the word life coaching. It's all about dropping the power struggle with our kids. I was doing this long before my kids got diagnosed and then good thing (laughs) because power struggles without diabetes, ha what a joke (laughs) compared to the power struggles with diabetes, right? So I can't wait to share all the tools with you one little mini tool every week, join these calls live so that we have more interaction, share them with all your friends, Um, whatever you can do. I'm here to help you, whatever you need. 100% free. There's no strings attached. Just come. Just want to help support the other mamas and give back. So technically we've got three minutes left. Anything else we want to talk about? Speaking of free, I have another free offer if the group setting is not of interest. If you want to just jump on a Zoom call with me like this, that's not recorded, (laughs) that's not going to be posted as a replay if you just need more privacy, more one-on-one. Right now, I'm calling them relationship boost calls. We can do anything you want on these calls, but I have a really fun formula that I'll probably do on these group calls together with everybody also because our relationship with our kids, right? That's where connection comes in our relationship with our kids can really, really struggle as we're struggling managing the diabetes and managing ourselves and all the things. So I really want to help you with relationships also. So um, those calls are just you and me on Zoom, quick like 15 to 20 minutes. You you just come with somebody in mind that you want to boost the relationship with. And then when you get off the call, you feel much better about the relationship. You feel better about them. You feel better about yourself. It's magical and it's amazing. So if you want a one-on-one, there's that option too. So these calls, those calls, completely free. All my other offers are all on the appointments page on my website. So drop the war.com forward slash appointments to go straight to the appointment page or peruse everything on my website forward slash T1D gets you to all the T1D stuff. Drop the war is just the magic phrase. You got to remember to get to everything. You have one minute. Who's going to hop on in the last minute <laughs> and hang out with me. I love getting my chat on people. I can talk to myself all day long and I will every Tuesday at 9 30 AM. But if you want a word in edgewise, please join me. Cause I love that too. Making new friends, helping the friends, supporting each other. Let's make it happen. So we'll try again next week. And I have lots of tools that I'm happy to share. So whether you're here or not, I'll see you in the replay. Let's get this call going though. Like tell all your T1D moms. Emily's not scary. She's a little bit out there sometimes, but it's fun. (laughs) Anyway, all right, that's time. I'll see you next week. Okay.